If you can get yourself to follow through on something that you value but is hard, you will instantly feel that sense of like, whoa. So every day I start with basically three things that I do not want to do, and just in doing them, they make me feel good about myself. Number one, I get out of bed in 10 minutes or less. For some people, that's not hard. For me, that's fucking hard. And the deepest shame in my life was all around, I didn't want to get out of bed for hours and hours and hours on end. And yeah, anyway, that's a very dark period in my life. I've talked about it before. So that's number one. I give my, I have a rule. I'm out of bed in 10 minutes or less. Number two, I work out. I do not enjoy working out in any way, shape, or form, but I do it. And then number three, I take a fucking cold shower. The cold shower by far is the one that messes with me the most. And then working out is actually the one that most consistent. But doing those things like actually gives me self-worth. Nothing, it's, it's not the success, it's not the money. Those things can't fucking touch self-worth, man. And that was your Monday motivation from Tom Billiou. Hope you're well this Monday morning. Welcome to another episode of the Redesign Podcast. Are you a serial screenshotter? Are screenshots taking over your camera roll or your photo album? I found a very, very clever solution. But apart from that, it's still going to be a way to organize your screenshots. Also, we're going to be talking about social credit scores, bionic contact lenses, and could we be witnessing the decline of social media? All of that coming up after the intro. you can blame it on social media flexing is good for business spending money makes you money bitcoin down more than 30 percent this week redesigned you've got to put in the effort every single day running a business isn't for everyone they need role models and not just movie stars and athletes we are the digital influencers they're creating content there's no denying the power of digital media but it also poses a real challenge hello and welcome to another episode of the redesign podcast this is episode 61 it's Andrew, also known as Mr. Kbox. Don't forget if you want to get involved in the conversation, use the hashtag on Twitter, Redesigned Pod. Uh, also active on Instagram as well. If you follow the Instagram account as well, at Redesigned Pod. And if you're listening and you have been checking out the past episodes and you're a fan of the podcast, don't forget if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe or click the follow button, whether you're on SoundCloud. Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really helps with uh, rankings and stuff like that. So I'd appreciate if you click the follow or subscribe button right now. Hit that button right now. And also, if you want to chime in on the conversation, again, mostly active on Twitter, use the hashtag RedesignPod. So with that being said, let's crack on with this week's podcast. So a company called Mojo Vision are very, very close to bringing us what has always been something in sci-fi films of the past, being able to kind of see what's going on in your environment with actual real-time readings and statistics of like maybe you look at something, it's already and it's identifying what you're looking at, or it's pointing you to, you know, the nearest convenience store the nearest restaurant basically like a heads-up display if you don't know what a heads-up display is google it but anyway this is going to be a groundbreaking technology that 
I think is going to be a game changer. Smart contact lenses. I've mentioned this before, but there've been a, a lot of reports surfacing over the last uh, few weeks about this company that are actually making real, real progress with that technology. So uh, yeah, let's get into a snippet right now. We started the company about four and a half years ago to build augmented reality contact lenses. And um, today, that's what we're announcing and coming out of stealth, that, that we are in fact building contact lenses with displays inside them. We're announcing that uh, we're working on this, that we have uh, functional prototypes that we've worn, I've worn, and uh, work as augmented reality contact lenses. We think it's a really exciting new category with a lot of opportunity. If we can um, kind of change the way we, the relationship that we have with some of our screens and uh, actually make things less intrusive by letting us look and feel human, right? A contact lens that is, is very subtle and, and hard to notice when you wear it and yet is connecting you to the information that you want when you want it and the rest of the time is off, right? Our objective is not to bombard you with information all the time. And we think uh, there's some very exciting medical applications as well, particularly for people with vision impairment to be able to um, help them see better and function better um, and feel better about going out into the world and, and, uh, and, and working and being present. You know, we've been at it about four and a half years now. The product launch is much closer than our history here. This is an FDA regulated device as all contact lenses are. And so we do have a regulatory cycle to go through and, and there's always some question about exactly how long that takes. So um, we're, we're not quite setting a specific date yet, but, um, but, but it's coming. To the best of our knowledge, this is the first time that, that um, someone was saying that we're really developing uh, a, a smart contact lens with display technology integrated into it and user interface and so on. It's a fantastically complex systems engineering problem, right? There's hardware, there's software, there's fitting. There, you know, it's a contact lens that corrects for any of your vision corrections uh, that, that are needed, just like a normal contact lens. We've made the world's smallest micro display, um, an ultra low power wireless high speed data link. How do you power it? Um, how do you put sensors into it? How do you control this device? There's so many different aspects of this systems engineering problem to solve simultaneously. So we've built up a team of about 85 people in, uh, in California working on this for the last you know, four or four and a half years. Um, and uh, have made a lot of progress and you know, happy to show you some of that progress today. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. Welcome to the future. And um, it's, all, it's only a matter of time as well. I think Apple are working on some AR glasses as well, but the fact that they can fit this in contact lenses, it's insane. They haven't actually got a working version, like the final product. At the moment, they're still in the prototype stage. But just imagine being able to get real-time information of, I don't know, maybe your um, your oxygen levels, your your heart rate, your blood pressure, all of that stuff, maybe even your blood sugar level. Like all of that information, plus notifications from your phone, um, you know, like proximity to like petrol stations, um, traffic reports all that kind of stuff it's insane but me personally i don't know if i want to be involved in all of that and also the fact that it projects the information directly into your your eyes into the back of your retina what what studies have they done like to indicate whether or not it's safe like in the long term 
because that's actually one of the problems that they had with Google Glass. If you go and research that, if you look at some of the old videos on YouTube, they've had conferences on why the technology isn't actually safe. It's quite an eye-opener, pun intended. But imagine the possibilities though. There's also rumours that they're going to include some sort of night vision component to it as well, which is really good. <laughs> if you're okay with using this technology. Because the thing about technology is whether you or I are apprehensive about it, whether we're scared or not, the technology is always going to evolve. Just like, you know, when um, aeroplanes first came out, people were horrified at the fact that you would jump into this um, steel constructed vessel that would go through the air at 600 miles an hour. You know, the previous generations, they weren't having it. But guess what? The technology evolved whether they liked it or not. And we take this for granted. We, we go on aeroplanes all the time, you know? So in 50 years time, people are going to look at this as this is just going to be light work. This is just going to be baby food in the grand scheme of things. Um, but yeah, let me know what your thoughts are. Are you okay with the idea of wearing smart contact lenses and um, everything that comes with it? And it's, it's interesting because the, I've looked at the investors team as well. You've got companies such as Motorola, Hewlett Packard and LG. They've all invested in this company with this project. So um be very interesting to see what happens and also imagine what it would do for the future of social media are they going to connect it with social media um imagine things like pokemon go imagine having that access to it all the time but then again you've got that you've got that level of distraction i don't think it's going to be good for us i don't know what do you think let me know use the hashtag redesign pod yeah let's move on to the next story so Gary V thinks we are potentially seeing the decline of the attention on social media. Very interesting. Um, the other day I did a poll on Twitter. I asked the question, would you consider leaving social media for good? And 67% of people said that they would. Imagine that. And I spoke about this at Cool School as well. Um, you know, there's currently a little backlash. Um, people are really considering whether or not they want uh, social media to be part of their lives um, yeah let's look at what Gary V had to say about social media declining I'm not throwing around my cell number in America for text numbers for my health or because I think it's funny I'm doing it because I believe that we're in the early stages of social media's macro decline and that I want the first party data of having my end user's phone number so I can talk to them directly because I don't like that I have seven million followers on Instagram but when I hit post, a small fraction of those seven million people see it. Now, I'm not a crybaby like everybody else that's mad that the organic reaches down because I'm very aware that it is free. Watching, remember Facebook a couple years ago when you would post on your page and it, the numbers went down and everybody was crying and mad at Zucks? I kept trying to remind everybody, I'm like, it's free. <laughs> Instagram does not charge you. YouTube does not charge you to go on the platform and distribution. Television, print, radio, outdoor billboards charge you. This is free for distribution. This will be the next decade of communication warfare 
We will separate as organizations and as people, as the people that are the haves versus the have-nots. Many of you over the next decade will fire or restructure your businesses to bring in journalists, videographers, designers, cartoonists, animators. You will start slowly but surely understanding how true what I'm saying is. This is going to be a communication warfare. You will also bring in math-oriented individuals that understand how to navigate organic and paid distribution in whatever the Facebooks and LinkedIn's and TikToks are of a decade of today. Whether they're all there or none of them are there, I could care less. In a weird way, I almost prefer that tomorrow every social network and content platform disappeared off the face of the earth because then everybody would be stunned and where do you go? And my greatest skill is finding where the attention is and I believe that I could gather the most. Whether that is going back to print, going back to radio, I could care less. Again, let me know what you think. Do you think social media is declining in terms of attention, reach and uh, value? Is it something that you could live without? Is it something that you're considering abandoning in the future at some point? Let me know. Use the hashtag on Twitter, RedesignPod. Did you know Nokia refused to use the number four while naming any of its handsets in the past because of the Asian market? In Asia, the number four is considered unlucky in certain parts of the continent, one of them being Japan. So that is why you never ever saw phones like the Nokia 4410. They went straight from the 3310 to the 3330 and then to the 5110. So the number four is considered bad luck. So they won't use that in any of their model names. I screenshot absolutely everything. I don't know about you, but I've got far too many screenshots. As of today, I've actually got 13,700 screenshots on my phone. I know, I know. It's, it's ridiculous. I got a screenshot for everything. I screenshot memes, quotes, ideas for the podcast, ideas for what I'm going to wear, all kinds of stuff, stuff I want to buy. And when I go through my, uh, <laughs> it's mad. When I actually go through my camera roll, it is a complete mess. And I discovered the other day on the app store, there's an app called Screenshots Pro, which allows you to kind of like tag all your different screenshots, organizes them by date. And also, if you pay for the premium version, which is £5, which is not too bad, especially if you use um, screenshots as part of your content um, your content strategy. So, for example, when you're gathering information and research for your content, uh, if you run a podcast or you have a YouTube channel or you write a uh, blog or whichever, it is quite useful. And it allows you to actually search the text within your screenshot. So it can actually read the text inside your screenshot. AI is amazing, I'm telling you. But yeah, but for $4.99, you get to uh, use the premium version of the app, allows you to do all the different searches and uh, keeps your screenshots organized and allows you to actually see how much storage your screenshots are taking up and you can just delete them accordingly and select them accordingly and do whatever you, it is that you need to do to not have your camera roll in a complete mess like mine is at the moment. So I downloaded the app. I'm going to be trialing it out and seeing, um, seeing how that works. But yeah, check it out in the app store. It's called Screenshots Pro. Let's go for a break. We gonna take you back in the, 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 the
It's time to go back. Let's go. Way back. Philips bring you pictures from a silver disc. Highest quality pictures and sound on laser vision. The disc is read by a laser. Nothing touches it. Even constant use won't affect the quality. Philips Laser Vision has hundreds of hours of entertaining home viewing. Be frightened a little further. Laugh a little longer. Rock a little harder with Philips Laser Vision. Perfect pictures from a silver disc. For a demonstration at your local dealer, phone free phone 2151. See for yourself. Nothing touches it. Social scoring is a real thing. Your digital footprint could literally be creating a social credit score that you don't even know about. Could affect your ability to obtain credit. It can affect your ability to rent cars, property. And recently, there's been some headlines surrounding Airbnb and their new patent that they've recently filed for um, that allows them to use this profiling technology or trait analysis, which uh, decides from your social media posts, your social media accounts, how trustworthy you are. And uh, it also analyzes traits of your personality based on the content you put out there uh, to decide whether or not you're going to be suitable to uh, rent or hire (laughs) one of their uh, properties that have been listed on Airbnb. It is actually insane what uh they're able to do with the ai and the algorithms that they're they're creating now um it's definitely something that uh we need to be more aware of it's definitely a part of life in china at the moment um there have been various documentaries surrounding that and uh, more recently i saw one where they were talking about big data and um and uh, surveillance china are very very advanced in that world and they are actually using a social credit scoring system which kind of like it makes you bound by your behavior you're always been always been watched and you're always being judged on certain things so it could be anything from littering to jaywalking or not paying for a parking fine or whichever all of this stuff is taken into account and then that gives you a social credit score based on your behavior There've even been people that have not been able to leave the country or buy plane tickets or buy train tickets because of this stuff. Um, Let's go to a quick snippet right now. Everywhere she goes, Ouyang Haoyu is followed. What she buys, how she behaves is tracked and scored to show how responsible and trustworthy she is. It's called the social credit system. And in one version now being tested, a person's reputation is scored on a scale of 350 to 950. And how you, with a good score of 752, is okay with it. In fact, most people are. Is that mechanism like uh, pushes you to become a better citizen? It's big data meets big brother, expanding how the government monitors, understands, and ultimately controls its 1.4 billion citizens. Thanks to advances in artificial intelligence and facial recognition and a web of more than 200 million surveillance cameras. Are people bothered by privacy concerns? We think uh, a lot of cameras keep the safety. It's uh, really good. We can accept it. Companies are experimenting with the algorithms to help the government create the new national social credit system. 
The government also has pilot projects. In one, citizens are required to do hours of unpaid work to get benefits. And scores are docked for things like littering, a messy yard, gossip, even jaywalking. Video of offenders is shown on the local news. And information collectors like Joe I. Nee are paid to report on their neighbors. Her quota, 10 entries a month. Like the man who carried a drunk person home. A good deed, she says. Good social credit gets rewarded with perks like cheap loans and travel deals. But a bad score means public shame and worse. Huang Huijun lost a court case and didn't pay. Now he's on a government blacklist. I can't buy airplane or train tickets, he says. And the list goes on. Being discredited makes it hard to get a job or put kids in top schools. The social credit system will go nationwide next year, and few here are willing to criticize it. Something that may pose a risk itself for a bad score and the life that comes with it. Janice Mackey Freyer, NBC News, Beijing. Don't forget, I'm going to leave a link to all the sources where you can uh, go and uh, check out the uh, information for yourself. Um, There's also a documentary that I'm leaving a link to as well, which is quite interesting. Definitely check that out. Let me know what your thoughts are. Are we heading for a dystopian surveillance society? It's happening in China. Do you think it will happen here in the UK? It's likely that they're going to be doing that in the US. They're already doing something similar, but it's not quite as obvious as what they're doing in China. It's more to do with class and credit systems. Um, For example, not being able to get a job because your credit score is low and stuff like that. Listen, it's getting a bit mad out here. Let me know what your thoughts are. Don't forget, use the hashtag redesignpod. That's it for this week. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Don't forget to like if you liked it, subscribe, follow, depending on where you're listening. Let me know where you're listening from. It's always nice to know. Most of the listeners are from the UK and the USA. Uh, Some of them in Ireland and Canada. So if you're listening overseas, let me know. It's nice to know where you guys are listening from, although I can see in the stats. Um, Technology is a wonderful thing. Don't forget, Cool School is back on the 13th of February. Tickets are available on Eventbrite or if you go to thisiscoolschool.com. So next month, we'll be talking about relationships in the digital era. Uh, We're going to be talking about online boundaries. We're going to be talking about lots of different stuff and also we're going to have the quiz at the end and we're going to be giving away some prizes for more info follow us on cool school gram on instagram or just check out the event bright this is coolschool.com don't forget we'll be back next monday for another episode and if you do want to hear something very specific if you want me to cover a specific topic you can send me an email redesignpod at mail.com otherwise you can follow me on the socials at andrew underscore cbx or you can follow the redesign podcast account at redesign pod on instagram that is it for now take care and catch you next week redesign